Hello, and welcome back uh, to the final, possibly final instalment of The Watchman Watchers, a podcast <laughs> covering HBO's Watchmen, brought to you by the Fan Critical Podcast Network. Now, mm. uh, this makes me, it makes me sad to mm. say that it might be the last gathering of the three Minutemen what? for some time. No. Um, well, we might do a... That's not true. Well, yeah, just let me finish. We might, do other stuff. Yeah, we do other stuff. We'll get onto that, Gav. That's right. in the pluggy section. Well, uh, we do... Uh, we might do a, a short season one wrap up, um, but this is the last meaty uh, installment from us. Meaty, yeah, very meaty. Mm. And by us, meaty. I mean uh, John over there in London. Hello there, and uh, Gareth with me here in Australia. Hello there. Um, today, of course, we are covering the season finale titled "See How They Fly," and it had everything actually. Uh, loose threads were sewn up. Major characters met their end, and the Three Minute Men wow, correctly predicted a hell of a lot of it. <laughs> I mm. am so grateful that I'm getting roped into this. I mean, you did nothing, Gareth. Well, well, yeah, no, he did Looking Glass, didn't he? He yeah, did I Looking Glass. The, the obvious one. He'll make an appearance <laughs> in the episode. Uh, <laughs> so I think I rubbished everything else yeah. he said. First of all, I want to say well done to us. Cheers. Uh, but not just the three of us here, because all the listeners who wrote in and gave us their feedback had some excellent theories that we didn't actually think about, and some of them, those actually came to fruition. So uh, mm. I will say uh, we couldn't have got to this point without you, and we do have some more delicious feedback later on. So mm. 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 delicious, delicious. Uh, John, I'm going to come to you first. Yep. What are your thoughts? Sorry, I'm just eating some feedback. Mm. Ooh, mm. Delicious. Mm. Share that. Yeah. Share it. Mm. Uh, what were your thoughts on this finale? Were you, were you satisfied? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not satisfied. Were you satisfied? Uh, and can you please provide your blueberry for this episode? Um, I'm not going to explain the blueberry system, to be honest, because nah. it's too much, isn't it? Like, Who's listening to this for the first time? Yeah, um, and also, if you we were... don't need exposition. <laughs> we don't need exposition for it, do we? Yeah, we can exactly. just go straight into yeah. it. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's zero to five, no halves. Um, right, that's an explanation. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm just going to go to my computer that explains what the blueberry system is again. <laughs> <laughs> beep, boop, beep, boop. Welcome to the blueberry system. <laughs> <laughs> and anyone that hasn't seen Baby Geniuses, go and listen to our... Uh, no, we, we shouldn't plug that just yet. Um, right, this episode, um, it's a catastrophe, isn't it? Nah, not really. Um, oh, I, I, fucking hell, I could feel like the tension there, because I obviously actually, this you know is genuinely the first time yeah. we've discussed it. Yeah. yeah, you know that feeling when you're on like a roller coaster and you just go down the <laughs> yeah. big drop? That just happened to me yeah, when John said that. I was, like, I was just, like, oh God. Have I read this wrong? Have I gone wrong on this? Grabbed hold, grabbed hold of the table. He shat, absolutely shat himself. Um, no, it's. Uh, I'll, I'll score it now, actually, just just so you don't pass out. Um, so I'm going to give it a four. Going to give it a four bloobs out of five. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, there's a couple of things that I'm not particularly happy about. Um, and we'll go into them. I, I, there are a couple of things where I kind of, I was like, really? Is the, that's it? And I guess mm. that's the problem when you've got a show that's so layered that you get to the last, I mean, this is what, an hour and five minutes, I think this episode is. 
So even then, when I started, I was like, oh, that's kind of shorter than I was expecting. Um, and it and it, it felt, I wouldn't say rushed, but it felt very like simple. Everything kind of just went as expected. Um, um, so I mean, if you thought that giant frozen, frozen squids were going to rain down on everyone and save the day, then I have to say... You're even better than the predictions. I mean, there were some surprises. I in mean, there. come on, that's 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 very specific. That's obviously that is not very what specific. Means. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm yeah. saying, like, bearing in mind, we make loads of predictions. Um, yeah, on this pod, and I kind of, I mean, look, you know, save me, daughter. You know, me and Gaz, we we were like, why the fuck would you write daughter? That's too long. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, a nice explanation there. And it's like, yeah, that okay, that, it makes more sense because yeah. it's more about acceptance rather than, you know, he's gone to the effort. He's gone to the effort. Do you know what? I'll kill a few more people because, you know, this is the way I'm going to win my daughter over by slaughtering mm. clones. Um, <laughs> Weird sentence, uh, but yeah. But I, I guess um, I'm not entirely convinced about the ending. Um a number of uh, a number of factors in the ending. Um, I was kind of disappointed that we didn't get a night owl. Um, fucking speechless that we didn't get lube man. Um, yes. Well, so Ptpedia might help us this week with that, John. I'm sure we can talk about yeah. that a bit later. Well, yes, yes. Um, but overall, look, it's been a great season, and um, I'm not about to you know, shit all over the episode because for the most part I was I was intrigued. Um mm-hmm. yeah. So look, four bloobs. Lovely stuff. Mm. Lovely good take. Gareth, your take. The notepad returneth for Gareth this week. Fresh page. New page. Fresh page for Gareth. Um big stuff coming. I reckon his notes are it's egg, but the E's the wrong way round. <laughs> 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 oh God. Go on. <laughs> Egg. <laughs> Eeg. Nah. <laughs> Eeg. Um, I, I think I'm basically going to echo John's thoughts. Mm. Um, I think it was a an entertaining but imperfect ending to the to the series for me. Um, quite the, something that the show's done really well throughout is the way that it's handled exposition, and I think that it. It lost that touch a little bit in this episode. Um, there was some some heavy dialogue, heavy explanation of what was happening. Lots of a few kind of speeches to people who who knew the story. Um, and I know John avoided the word, but I I think actually as a whole the episode did feel a little bit rushed. Um, just for example, like glossing over the meeting between Looking Glass and Ozymandias. Like Looking Glass is going to have some massive built-up resentment about that. Mm. It's defined yeah. his life, and he's just like, as soon as Ozymandias says, "Yeah, oh, no, I saved everyone." He's like, mm, "Yeah, but that's why I thought point. it was you fun. are the best." Um, <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let you go. Go on, go on. Um, but look, like I said, still a very entertaining episode of the TV show, and the, the teleportation scene, for example, was excellent. Like I loved that moment, um, which mm. we'll obviously talk about in in some detail. Um, I think 
I underestimated the challenge that was concluding this this show. There's so many disparate parts that they're trying to bring together. So I'm going to be kind of forgiving the for, of the fact that I don't think they did it perfectly. Um, and this episode gets four blueberries from me as well. Oh, lovely stuff. Yep. Um, I, I was very satisfied by this final, uh, this finale. I, 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 of course you were. It had, it had. Who'd have thought shades. that? Honestly. Yeah. I'm stunned. No, but it had shades of the of the leftovers finale, and it, and oh, every season the leftovers. Sake. Yeah, but listen, it's relevant because it's important because it's the way that Lindelof tells his stories. And it's every season the leftovers felt like it was the final episode, and it kind of felt like I'm satisfied here. I don't need to see more from this universe. Um, I want to see more, but I don't need to see it if if, if we never get any more Watchmen, which is a strong possibility at this point. Um, mm-hmm. I'm happy, and uh, I thought I thought actually all the threads pretty much pulled together other than Lube Man which we'll come on to um, mm. it, it was emotional I thought it was very cinematic I thought it did a good job uh, it was fucking mental some of the stuff in there was it still kept that even though it was like end of the world stuff it still kept that quirky weird nature about it mm-hmm. um, that I thought was hilarious at times um, so I, I actually really liked it I mean the, the themes this season you know you've got like there's so much thing, so many things going on, and they had to sort of bring them all together. You've got the racism, the bigotry, uh, the corruption of power, and basically, at the end of the day, a lot of it was about the transfer of power and who holds the power, and everyone's striving to be, you know, Doctor Manhattan or have the mm-hmm. ultimate upper hand. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really interesting. Um, the graphic novel so dark, when it, and it and it made us like, and when we read that, it like kind of makes you question like. Well, what what is the point? What it's very depressing, you know. Yeah. Mm. Whereas I felt this ended actually in a more positive way. Uh, like you know, Ozymandias in the graphic novel kills three million people, uh, and and it's you like what's the what's the meaning of life? What what <laughs> it, it like is life meaningless? You know what I mean? Mm, and in right. this one, it kind of felt to me that they gave a bit of meaning back into that life. You know, the world can survive. Ozymandias has to pay for his crimes. Um, I fucking loved it, uh, to be honest with you. The idea that most, and this is something that Lindelof said in the official podcast, the idea that most of like these origins, like not origin stories, but superhero shows end with someone putting on the mask. And this mm. show and this whole season has been about the removing of that mask to let the wounds heal, to sort of, for, especially for Angela as a, char- as a character, that she was using the mask all the time and she never really stopped and healed. And this is about her finally removing that mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved it. Mm. I thought it's so clever, so textured. I, I, I was fully satisfied at the end, and I love the sort. Of, it's not a cliffhanger in my opinion, but I love the sort of way it ended. Uh, I'm gonna give it a five, and I think, I think mm. I loved it. So obviously, that's it. You think you loved it? I watched it twice. I watched it twice uh, in the space of three hours, uh, <laughs> and uh, wrote these notes. And the more I wrote about it, the more I was excited about what I'd seen. And I thought, I thought they did a fantastic job of making a show that is this insane have such mm. a cohesive and uh, sort of fine final ending if they wanted it to be a final ending and i hope well, i hope it's not well did you see what um the official watchman twitter tweeted after the no. episode no no so go they on, tweeted John. we'll see you back for season 2 no they weren't that on the nose <laughs> um 
they tweeted nothing ever ends ellipsis so lovely yeah, lovely so there you go smart that is positive yeah. well we'll talk more about apostle season two because uh, we've mm. got some quotes from Lindelof and uh, we also have some he says no. thoughts and feedback and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> well, you know, uh, but before we jump into the plot of Nothing the ever final ends apart from season, this season. <laughs> apart from this season, watchman. Uh, before we jump into the plot, uh, let's go over to a quick advert. We are no one. We are everyone. And we are invisible. Hello, it's the uh, final advert of the season and uh this is where Aww. you know you yeah it's very sad this is where i uh, not just me the other two minute men are here and Hi. we're gonna impassion we're two minute you. men now are we yeah well, <laughs> well yeah we're gonna plead with you please go to fan critical on any of your podcast apps i'm not uh, pleading well do I'm it demanding Gareth. yeah demand demanding demand. that you do it because let's face please. it there might not be a second season of the watchman and therefore, if you're on this channel, you might never hear from the three minute men again, which is a travesty, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, John, you know, take it or leave it. He's all right with it. Whatever happens. Yeah. Gaz is devastated. Yeah. But if you do want to hear from us, um, go to Fan Critical, Fan Critical on iTunes. On there, just hit the subscribe button. And occasionally, you'll hear the three minute men cover, cover other things like Star Wars, Rise of the Skywalker. <laughs> you put the Star Wars. On Wars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars. Star Wars. Star, Star Wars. Wars. Star, Star Wars. Wars. Rise of the Skywalker. Rise of the Skywalker. Uh, we did Joker. We're going to do some <laughs> loads of other stuff. There's Christmas stuff coming up. There's loads of stuff coming up. Christmas so just stuff. Go to... Yeah. <laughs> More of these. Yeah. Well, it's like Lube Man. It's Christmas Man. Uh, well, they just said I just had to go and just, you know, wave at the crowd and that. And then I'll just leave the stage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so please do go to Fan Critical, subscribe. It's a big deal for us. We want to still engage with the guys that have just joined for The Watchmen. And if you could go over to that channel and subscribe, that would mean the world to us because it means we still mm. get to talk to you uh, with our, you know, trash opinions at times. We we love you. And so we Good don't want to lose you. Yeah. Mm. We don't want to be like Angela at the end of Watchmen. Yeah. Mm. Having that, 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 that decade of love gone. And this is a decade in a way. Each episode feels like a year to me. <laughs> There's been 10 of them. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I've aged a decade. Don't, you know, nothing ever really ends. So subscribe to Ooh. Fan Critical and it definitely won't end. Okay. Um, Patreon. We've been talking about it all season and we have had a lot more people sign up to the Patreon, Gareth. It's mm, been lovely. Excellent. Uh, to do that, you go to patreon.com forward slash uh, fan critical. We've got two new Patreons to shout out this week. It is there's rolling in. Are they is it because of them that we've got this nice new microphone? Yeah, definitely. Nice new microphone. Um it's how I can afford to keep you the operating costs to keep you here, Gary. I am pricey. Yeah, all the coffee that $4. we drink in the morning. Well I pay for the coffee, <laughs> don't I? <laughs> you do make a good coffee, so that's thank you. A bit of a compliment for you there. <laughs> that's weird. You yeah. just compliment me. Yeah I did. Uh here's a new it's Patreons. instant, isn't it? Uh, it's just instant coffee, isn't it? <laughs> well if you click subscribe well. on the patreon it's instant money for us so that's good um here's uh now i have been told how to say this gareth i'm gonna let you do it because you're very good with names okay well here's the thing to me it looks like shalini i've got a friend called shalini however mm. she, she insists that it rhymes with the word colony which Shalini? Well, now I'm thinking, but American Shalini. accent, they'd say like Carlini. Carlini. Shalini. 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 
Charlene Bathala. Thank you. Uh, she said this to say, I would love a shout out on the last episode of the Watchmen podcast. That's the reason I started listening to you guys. I've been absolutely loving your coverage of the show. It's brilliant. Well done. Well researched and hilarious. Thank you very much. Yeah. Your show is so good that I even went back and started listening to your Game of Thrones coverage because we did do that as well, Gav, on <laughs> yeah. the fan critical channel. That was before the microphone. Mm. Even though I already know what happens. And then a sort of a bit of anger there short grr. Uh, it's been enjoyable listening to it now as it would have been back in the spring I love your work and I'm excited to see what you'll do next so yeah wow. thank you uh, Gareth with the pronunciation Charlene Charlene um, thank you very much we appreciate you being a Patreon <laughs> Good effort, and John. now you're a Patreon you're across <laughs> all the things that we do in the future which is great uh, also to Leslie Seibold or Seibold Leslie Seibold sure yeah, let's go with that one. There was no um, sort Cyborg. of pronunciation notes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, she says this. Thanks to all of you. Uh, as a stay-at-home mom, you guys and gals are... So we say mom. We say mom, right? Mom. We say mom, yeah. But I'm just... She wrote mom. <laughs> yeah, but you're not... You're not American. You don't have to pronounce it that way. Okay, I'll translate mom. to the English. Uh, mom. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, mom. As a stay-at-home mom... You guys and gals are my escape from diapers and screaming. Uh, thank you. Uh, and John, as you're expecting a child, I'm sure I'm that expecting me and Gareth... One, yeah. yeah, I'm sure that me and Gareth... You said it'd be... be a child! <laughs> it's just little John. Little John just pops out. Guilty! Guilty! If that happens, that'd be terrifying. In fact, I think you might have nightmares now where that is a scenario. Um, yeah. But you can appreciate that, John, because we are going to be your escape. So um, we want to say mm, thank you, that. Leslie. Thank you, Leslie, for being a Patreon. Thank you, Leslie. Because, you know, you are uh, such a dedicated listener that you've wanted to sign up to the Patreon. And we really do appreciate that. And anyone can do that. No pressure. Mm. She's a hell of a mom. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> people are doing it. People are signing up. It's a thing now. It's a trend. If you want to be part of that trend, go yeah. to www.patreon.com forward slash fan critical. It's in the show notes. Oh. You can click on it. Check us out. You get stuff for your money too. Yeah, no, so, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. You, you do get things for the money. So yeah. it's not, yeah. you get, not just um, a shout out. Yeah. So you get like a mug and that. Um, <laughs> I mean, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't, no. 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 So these are John's Badges views. And not stuff. necessarily representative of fan critical as not. Oh, you get fucking nothing, basically. You get nothing. But, you know. You get more podcasts. More podcasts. So if anything, no, just more of these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's patreon.com forward slash fan critical. Uh, as we await for the birth of little John, uh, let's jump into Whoa. the plot of episode 10 <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> uh, that was so weird. <laughs> Right, after that very long, hilarious advert, um, we open (laughs) the episode with someone who looks suspiciously like Bian. In Karnak in 1985, after Veidt has just killed three million people, she sneaks into his office, opens up, this is perfectly normal, mm. his sperm closet, yep. and I've written here, inseminates herself. 
I, I thought that was quite polite, actually, for me. Yeah. Word, although, does the word inseminate? Does that? Does that? Is that own? Is that explicitly for animals? I don't know. Definitely um, explicit. Good, good question, John. No. No, it's not. As the one having a child, would you call it insemination or would you call it, what would you call it? Did you inseminate your wife? That's what we're asking here. Yes. Excellent Uh, Impregnate. 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 Okay. So she impregnates herself Mm. with Mm. Lady True. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, not with Lady True. Because she's got glasses. (laughs) So, Um, hey, I've got a little thing to add here. Oh, God, here we go. This is good. Do you want it? Yeah. No. Yeah, go on. Hold on. Is this from Comic Corner? Oh. Well, I mean, realistically, this is a comic corner. This is history hovel. History hovel. So, you know how... A new new segment in the last episode of our fucking podcast, (laughs) starting a new segment called History Hovel. Just play a little intro music here for me. I'm not, there's no music. All right, I'll do my own. We've lost the budget. Welcome to History Hovel. Um, I'm your host, Gaz. Um, so, Bian's little narration that she gives as she's inseminating slash impregnating herself yeah. in Vietnamese. So, that is the story. That's a quote from the story of, effectively, the Vietnamese Joan of Arc. From, oh, really? like, 3 AD. And do you know what the Vietnamese Joan of Arc's name was? Bian. Lady True. <laughs> Lady True. Oh, was it? Yep. There you go. Um, I also liked it when she said, uh, fuck you, Ozymandias. That's just straight out of Bian's. All right, but that's not in History Hovel. So no. let's conclude History Hovel. <laughs> okay, thanks for visiting. See you next week. Yeah, but I also liked it when she said, fuck you, Ozymandias, as she inseminated or impregnated herself. Yeah. you know Her face when she's doing that, though. She enjoyed it. It's a bizarre opening to the episode, once again. Yeah. But I loved it. Uh, and obviously that isn't a... I, I kept looking at the piece of art thinking, oh, that's Ozymandias, but it's obviously Alexander mm. the Great, um, who mm. is his his idol, in a way, is who he looks him. up to. He's always got to look up to someone, Ozymandias, and that's that's a worthy adversary for him. Uh, and some other people are not worthy adversaries oh. later on. Uh, in 2008, uh, Lady True visits Adrian Veidt at Karnak, telling him that she is his daughter. Also saying... She knows where Dr. Manhattan is on the moon of Jupiter that is called Europa and that she's sending a probe there in five years' time. Uh, she also wants Dr. Manhattan's power, but to do it, she needs $42 billion. Yeah, that's a, a lot and it's a specific amount. Very specific. That's, uh, that's quite cheap, I think. Considering like what she's looking to build, that doesn't seem like a lot of money. Well, how many billions does Vite have? Hundreds of billions? Is he yeah, he's the richest so. man alive? We assume. Mm, yeah, probably. Yeah. So, and he's just behind he's rich enough to Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> What's yeah, he Jeff doing? Jeff Bezos, in Adrian Veidt, um, and then Bill Gates bringing up the rear. So, oh. <laughs> yeah, you don't know that. <laughs> in this universe, anything's possible, Gareth. So don't yeah, question it. To be honest with you, fact. Mm. Uh, I like this interaction between Lady True. And Ozymandias, uh, it's nice seeing Jeremy Irons ha- in these different stages of Ozymandias' life, like mm. the sort of when he's reading the sort of 
and it is quite funny. He's literally reading the uh, videotape that we saw in the in the first scenes. And he, he sort of someone coughs, and he's sort of yeah, like, that's oh, brilliant, he's, like that. he's like, "Fuck's sake!" Right, I'll go from the top then, shall I? I thought he was Edit quite forgiving. In. I thought he was quite forgiving actually. Yeah. He was just like, "All right, all right, let's, let's go again. Let's pick it up from the top." Uh, so that made me that made me chuckle. And then you see him sort of. Uh, we saw him with Manhattan in, I think it was in 2009 so a year after this mm. uh, in the previous episode uh, we see him in that sort of stage of he feels neglected he feels like his work isn't being appreciated but Redford isn't even returning his calls it's before he's become totally embittered which yeah. is where he's at when Dr. Manhattan visits Yeah, I do have a question though go on John how angry were you? at the time stamps yep um, I was so oh, tired God, whilst I was watching this episode. I didn't even care, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, look, ten to five on a Monday—that's that's just not good, is it? Um, oh, is so it? So I, oh. I could actually, you know, some of the dialogue that's very on the nose, where she's like, "Look, you know, I am your daughter. I am the smartest woman in the world. You're the smartest yep. man in the world. I need this yep. money." It was very like, yeah, it was very easy to follow, and I appreciated that. Yeah. So yeah, and that thi- no- normally yeah. I'd be fuming, but it was fine. Mm. That theme of uh, he-, he wanted her to build something for herself is integral to her wanting him there at the end of this season for what she's about to do. So that's yeah. an important note uh, that mm. he didn't give her the money and he wanted her to do it all herself and become her own woman, which mm. she is hell-bent on proving to him. Almost so that, that is actually more important than... Yeah. The end goal, in a I, way. I don't think I don't think he meant it as like, you know, I'm not going to give you anything because I want you to prove y- yourself. Yeah, he just didn't give a shit. Cause... Yeah, exactly. He doesn't see her as a worthy adversary at that point, or like, you, you I know, think that's right. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's a big thing here in the episode as well. Uh, we jump to what I believe to be 2014 or 15. I'm not 100% sure because I'm trying to do the math from 2008 with the probe and then what? how long the ship takes to get to Europa. Um, so we jump there where Lady True has sent uh, the ship to rescue her father because he did write Save Me Daughter. So that's a point to mm. Len here on the podcast live. Mm. I did say... That that was what it was. Yep, I said no way has he written that. That's a stupid thing to say. It's yeah. too long a word. But like John said, it makes sense completely but, if no, he's trying sense. to sort of fill her hubris and make her feel he's doing what like, to her. <laughs> make her feel like she is, um, you know, actually worthy of being his daughter, which yeah, is something well, that he, he says. I will never call you daughter. Yeah, and so this is a direct sort of. This is him on his knees saying, "Please." Yeah. I, I will call your daughter. I'll call your you daughter if you save me. me. Yeah. Um, so we, we get the end to the Europa storyline. Mm. Uh, this is uh, this is a bit mad, isn't it? So he's broken free of the <laughs> of the of the of the sort of prison. Yeah. Uh, and just as about to board the ship, the game warden appears and uh, says, "I can't, I can't let you leave because you know I get it from the game warden's perspective. The original Mister Phillips, he's seen one." master leave mm. and now he's going to have to watch another master leave and then for, for all of those clones to just be forsaken you know yeah, what I mean it's not about that it's not about that it's he's been given this role yeah and that is mm. interesting to me as well the fact that Ozymandias gave him this role of the game warden yeah. to be an adversary yeah mm. um, was I a worthy adversary sir 
No. <laughs> no. But he put on no. a bloody good show. <laughs> and uh, I love that. You were shit, have... mate, to be honest. And he's like, oh, what? no. I'm fucking bleeding out here, mate. Nah, you were shit. See ya, bye. <laughs> so yeah, that, harsh. That, crack, that, that cracked me up. And what I thought we would... Uh, I'm not going to talk about it, John, because, you know, you get very precious about your little corner these days. You get very, you know, agitated the moment I start uh, talking you know about anything. No, I think it's important that we do. So go for it. The bullet catch, John. Oh, fucking um, hell, mate. Like, <laughs> come on. Um, yeah, catches the bullet. Catches yeah. the bullet. How cool is that? That is you know, cool. And, and, and that's the first time he's ever done that. So, and that's it. And we won't talk about that anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. as shownly. <laughs> yeah. That's my perspective at the moment. Yeah, so. that's fair enough. Well, we'll look forward to Comic You've Corner. You've seen the once. film, though. Fucking yeah, I know, hell. But, like, but that was 10 years ago. Yeah. Look, at the at the end Remember. of the day, you know, he catches a bullet in the comics, in the film, and now in this. You yeah. know, he's an old he, man, but he's still got it. He's still got it. So he has got some sort of superpower, as we've always hmm. said. Um and remember it's not called Comic Corner anymore, it's called Educating Gareth, and we changed it penultimately uh, yeah. you know, last week because we're always educating Gareth. Well, if uh, we're gonna change it to Educating Gareth, can we also change the intro music to like I don't know, Dawson's Creek or something. Really like, <laughs> I don't want to be over. That'd be really I good. I would love to play do the that. whole way as well. Yeah, I'd love to do that, but I quite like our little music. And <laughs> that's the only consistent thing I'm going to keep is the music, okay? Easy uh, edit. Okay, easy edit, correct. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, or meanwhile, uh, the cavalry. Oh, it's just important to note here, actually, that Vite was encased in the gold. Yeah. Uh, that was a, that meant, was a brilliant, brilliant prediction. So it, it was a brilliant prediction. So thank at, you, John. At this point in the episode, we're about <laughs> fifteen minutes in, and I was like, Jesus Christ, we're on a roll here. He was in we're it. We're getting it? everything right. Yeah, um, I loved it. If you don't mind, just putting your hands on your hips, please. I was like, that's so bizarre. That's such a weird mm. design for this thing. Yeah. It cracks me up. I thought the ship itself was a weird design. It I looked thought it was like pretty a cool. Little testicle descended for him. insemination again. Come and stand in the testicle. Interesting, yeah. Uh, so we were right about the statue, and that is mad, and we weren't the only one that was right about it. Obviously, we've got feedback from several listeners this season saying that they believed the statue thing to be true. But, John, you did say, roguely, the moment we first saw the statue, that he was in the statue. So I bet he's um, in that, and you all laughed at So, me. yeah. I mean, <laughs> we didn't well... I think, actually, if you remember the, the, the original claim, I think, the insinuation from John was that it was within the statue that the Ozymandias scenes were occurring. Yeah, like there nah, was a world don't remember that. in the statue. Don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, funny that, <laughs> don't you? But no, we'll give no, you no, anyway, no. You're John. reading between the lines. I said he's in the statue and that's it, right? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly No, 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 no let me ask. Was he in the statue? Was he in the statue, Gareth? Yes or no? Was he in the statue? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gareth's yes. gone quiet again. Yes, he was yeah. in the statue. John, why yes. are you always educating Gareth? It's just, it's that's why we call it the new name. Anyway, um, whilst that's all going on, um, the cavalry, working with the Cyclops leadership, have captured Doctor Manhattan, while Senator mm. Joe Keen prepares to take his powers. Laurie Blake is still tied up and discovers that Wade, or Looking Glass, or Mirror Guy, is disguised as a cavalry member. 
So here you go, Gareth. Your prediction I've written here. Gareth was right about something. <laughs> Looking Glass appeared in the episode. Great prediction, <laughs> Gareth. Um, well, hold on. He's also he's got that mask. Do you remember how when little P.E. Lube Man yeah. went to Looking Glass's house yeah. and there were all the, the dead cavalry members, but yeah. one of them had his mask off yeah. his face. Well, face like the yeah. film Face Off. Mm. In a way. One of them is Nicolas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. So, Great cameo. Yeah. Imagine if oh John, just this I just thought about this. Imagine if Dr. Manhattan was Nicolas Cage and they'd hired him this season. That would have been brilliant. <laughs> I would have absolutely loved that. That Tanks. would be the best thing. <laughs> oh, so good. Size yeah, Gareth, well done. Well it, yeah, well. <laughs> good point. Yeah. Um so Gareth Old was something looking. right. Uh, anyway, you say this is obvious. Certain other characters didn't make an appearance in this. He's just talking episode. about Lube Man again. Yeah, Lube Man, about yeah. Lube. Uh, My next note is, so um, let's be honest, the greatest mystery of everything this season is who is Lube Man? That's the mm. next note that I've written here, Gareth. Right. Um, and obviously, Petypedia, and I don't want to trample on John again and his comic corner. Can if you very want. Precious. Yeah. No, leave this for comic corner. So yeah, we'll go to Petypedia in comic corner, but there's a, there's a memo that's uh, got some interesting information in there mm-hmm. about Lube Man and PT Officer PT we'll basically says PT's Lube Man essentially it says that <laughs> but um, right. it's what it is no um, it doesn't just, really it, it, it doesn't really but anyway yeah uh, it does but just as the cavalry activate their system <laughs> no stay till uh, the end God. yeah stay till the end uh, Lady True teleports their setup to downtown Tulsa uh, it turns mm. out that in the process Senator Joe has become blood ooze or gooey mess in my notes and uh, True kills the remaining Cyclops leadership. Right. I feel like you've you've glossed over a lot there. Mm. Go on. Quite a well, lot. I don't think I have. She literally flicks a switch and all three of those things happen. No, I mean, those things happen, but this she is... She had to arrive first is, as well. I mean, this is kind hell. of the, the, the epicentre of the episode, I think. Like, this is what it all hangs upon and it's mm. fucking cool I think the way I, I don't know if Lady True teleports them or the flicking of the switch that they or the pressing of the button that they do teleports mm. them so mm. they teleport themselves in yeah I think sense, they teleport right? themselves and the way that that's done is brilliant I love it like Saving Private Ryan-esque where you're seeing it from Angela's perspective and she's all disoriented and there's a that high-pitched ringing and yeah. then there's just Lady True's people running around and you're like, what the fuck is going on? And Looking Glass is throwing up. It's- yeah. You know, this show handled that quite well. We've actually talked about another show that we cover called Castle Rock where they just randomly put that effect in for yeah, no reason. For no reason. Uh, but this one made sense because there was a giant sort of explosion of sorts and it was quite disorientating for the audience of like, where the fuck are, what the fuck's happened there? Yeah. Because we all knew it wasn't going to go to plan and, you know, Senator Joe wasn't going to become a blue guy. No. Or join the Blue Man group. We just knew that wasn't going to happen. So I've got a, it was right. So yeah. before I forget here, because um, you've said Blue Man group, um, I didn't like. I, I didn't like the look of Doctor Manhattan in this episode. He looked so budget. I now, feel like you just hate blue people. No, <laughs> I just don't trust them. No, but it's like <laughs> you 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 look at him and. I mean, can they not just make him glow? Like I know they struggled yeah. with it, but mm. it just looks like 
anyone at like he looks like a shit Doctor Manhattan at a fancy dress party. Whereas I think, like, I think just look nothing yeah. like him, mate. I do agree that they should have made him glow um, because in the film he just looks so powerful, and I like that. And here, I know he's been brought to his knees quite literally, and he's meant to look weak, and that cell is affecting him. But it, you do see the imperfections in just painting someone blue. Yeah, you know what I mean. It yeah. does literally feel like someone's gone. I'm going as Doctor Manhattan to the Halloween it's party. Like, yeah. It's like in makeup, they've gone. Yeah, your penis looks perfect, and he's gone. Yeah, what about the rest of me? And they've gone. Yeah, it looks great. What do you mean it? Like it's <laughs> it's just that, isn't it? It's just that. Yeah. And the amount of times they flash to it as well. They're like, look, his willy's out again. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get hell. Put some pants Stop on him. Stop showing that. Yeah. Stop <laughs> showing that. Yeah. Put some big black pants on him, like fucking what Joe Keane was wearing. Uh, I like the fact that Ozymandias here in these scenes is seeing and telling us as the audience, like basically, yeah, yeah, we can't let this woman get Dr. Manhattan's. <laughs> we can't let this woman get Dr. Manhattan's power because... It's going to be the end of the world, basically. Yeah. Um, which I thought was quite good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, he's better than that, but... <laughs> but yeah, it's his. But it's also his arrogance. He's like, well, no, you, she can't do this. Because mm. he's actually... He actually genuinely believes he's trying to save the world again, which yeah. I kind of like as a, as, a, as a thing 30 years on or whatever, that he's still trying to save the world. But, and you know, also, she's like... She's the, the daughter of a, like an angry... Vietnamese um, immigrant, like post <clears throat> post American colonization of Vietnam, like the he she probably she probably has like a lot of resentment or anger yeah within her as well yeah yeah definitely um, how she what's she gonna think what's she gonna do to America very much true uh, and before true kills <laughs> uh, Doctor Manhattan he uses a distraction and the blood ooze of Senator Keane to teleport Vite, Laurie and Wade to Karnak mm. I've written here uh, this is a very interesting trio of characters to be thrown together obviously Silk Spectre 2 and Ozzy have worked together several times throughout their careers as the Watchmen um, but to have Looking Glass well it's Amazon together <laughs> <laughs> to have Looking Glass just thrown into this situation I know Gareth you said you didn't like it uh, I thought this was a little bit of comic relief amongst the chaos, is my notes here. didn't dislike it. I just thought that they should have... I don't know if they should have, but they they glossed over the looking glass anger and resentment that surely would have been there. I think he's... Uh, I just don't think there's time for it because no, they're obviously know. time-sensitive trying to save the world. Wow. It's quite funny just to have looking glass with the occasional quip instead of going... You know, he, he, looking glass understands that what's going on is above his pay grade. He doesn't know what the fuck to do. Mm. You've got to trust the smartest man in the world to sort of solve it. Even if he resents him, if it involves saving the world and saving the people that he cares about back in Tulsa, he just yeah. has to let it go. Yeah. He gets his revenge later on, doesn't he, in a way? To be, on, uh, to be honest, though, like, Looking Glass gets about as much time as you would expect him to get in the finale. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking Silk Spectre. She's like ignored in this episode, man. Like, yeah. thinking she's she's sitting there, she sees fucking Doctor Manhattan for the first time in, you know, forever, and it's like, yeah, don't worry about that. We're not even going to address that. She tears up a little bit, and then yeah. later on, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I work for the FBI now, you know, hunting, 
you know, masked vigilantes, and it's like, okay, and that's about it. It's uh, her role in this is nothing. I felt I was disappointed we didn't get to see her like in action in a way, um, oh, like yeah. fighting, like fighting that, and stuff. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah like fighting fight. and stuff like that. I felt like she, the last couple of episodes, she literally has ever since that moment she sat down on the couch with um, Crawford's wife and then she literally went through a trap door um she's sort of like just just been there watching essentially and she was just watching she watches the watchman yeah she watches the watchman oh just watching in this again um she does get a bit of ownership towards the end with her decision to arrest ozymandias but we can talk about that a bit later uh lady true then uh does what she said she was going to do and kills dr manhattan well do you, but this is the thing as well she spent the whole season trying to get her mum and her dad yeah. present yeah. while she does this, then her her father isn't there. And she's yeah. like, what, you think I need an audience for this? Yes, because you've been saying it the whole time. Yeah, but she is angry when she says that. You finally see her lose that sort of facade of cool that she always has. Yeah. She is affected by it. Um, uh, and we do get an emotional goodbye between Dr. Manhattan and Angela here. As he says, he didn't want to die alone, and I thought that was actually a beautiful line. Um, why is he saying I that? It was, well, I'll tell you why. Because he could have teleported her away, as we know, but he didn't. He said he doesn't want to die alone. Uh, and for an emotionless character like Doctor Manhattan, it was a touching line that he actually doesn't want to die alone. Because we always thought that he wanted to distance himself from humanity, and he had distanced himself from humanity. And it's that mm. full circle of a character who has gone through that distant relationship with, you know, the meaning of life and the way he perceives the world to then come back round to the character at his death that longs for that interaction with someone that he loves. I thought that was actually a very beautiful circle, like the one on his head. Yes, but if he experiences all time, all the time, yeah. then he's not alone, is he? Well, what oh, do you yeah. mean? What do you mean, mean? What, what mean? does he mean? <laughs> yeah, he's experiencing. Have you been it all watching this series? He still, ex- he still experiences it. Yeah, but he's not alone, is he? He's with yeah. Angela in two thousand and eight. Yeah. yeah, I like that line though when he's like, "I'm experiencing it all right now." Like, well, yeah, well, apparently, well, did you? Because I don't know if you paid attention to it, did you? <laughs> I, mean, I did. Well, I don't I think you did. Now that we I think you've. Com- <laughs> I think you completely missed the point. No, so uh, I think. But that's the problem I have. Like he's not—he's not a human character. He's not. I don't understand where this is all coming from, and that is very—it's too human. Like if he was making it up, he was just pretending. Then fair enough. I've seen some rumors, or sorry, rumors. Yeah, because this is real <laughs> hearsay. I've I seen, I've seen some interpretations. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen some interpretations of the whole thing being. A suicide, like he just he just lets himself die because he understands that he he needs to just go. So he could have got he could have gotten out of it, couldn't he? Fucking hell. Um, but the whole thing, I, I just I don't I don't buy that. That line annoyed me. Oh, I don't want to be think... alone. Why does it matter? You don't care. You're not. I think that's you're the... not weak. Yeah. You're not a weak human. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I think that's the... If you're going to like this finale or not like it, I think that is one of the major 
issues you're going to have. We've had it in feedback a few times where we do, mm. people don't believe Dr. Manhattan's motivations. And I get that. If you're going off the comic and the graphic novel, uh, it's very difficult to understand this Dr. Manhattan. But this Dr. Manhattan is taking things away from the comic. It's yeah. making you believe that everything that happened in the comic was actually all a ruse and he's seeing all of these eventualities in the future simultaneously, like we've discussed. So you have to say this is removed from the graphic novel. Yeah, uh, no, it's not I get that. It's his own interpretation. And in this interpretation, you know, he is a character who has had that full circle sort of journey to now once again wanting to be human you know and that is essentially what i think he, his character comes back to it is a bit jarring i found it a bit jarring when you know we find out that he loves angelo and he's you know a whole nother relationship with dr manhattan it's jarring but i think in the universe that lindelof's created it works for me it works i think they saw they sold this they sold the love story they did more for this relationship than they did for fucking john snow and fucking daenerys targaryen in game of thrones in my opinion you know let's not talk about that yeah, I know, but I buy this relationship more. So yeah. they did a good job in the short space of time, two two episodes essentially, because that came out of nowhere, to build this relationship. Yep. So for me, I think they did a good job. But obviously I can get the frustrations with the motivations and the the way he goes. You know, and I know John you don't like it because you love Dr. Manhattan and you don't want him to die. But uh He's not dead. He's not dead, so well, he's definitely dead. But uh, well, you think he's dead, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, next bit I've written on my notes. Uh, I bet the boys were loving it when, uh, or thinks that Len loves it when Squid Rain saves yeah. the day. I mean, you said that you weren't happy about not seeing Silk Silk Spectre. Yeah. You know, doing stuff. Doing stuff, big time but with the squids. You did get to see her in the same shot. As, as the squids, squid. good point. Mm. So, how long did you yeah. leave that on pause? Well, I did watch it twice. <laughs> one minute, yeah. presumably. Yeah, one yeah. minute, of course. Yeah. Only one minute. One minute. We Max. can never be more. That is the maximum. So, if anything, it's really like fifty seconds, and that's still mm. generous in a way. Very um, generous, yeah. Very generous. So, Adrian Veidt, you know, gets teleported to Karnak by Manhattan because Manhattan knows the eventualities of what's going to happen and knows the only person that can save them is Ozymandias. He uses his brain, his clever, big, juicy brain, to realise that his squid brain <laughs> system can uh, send the squid to Tulsa. Uh, and if he freezes them, they'll turn into those like giant hailstones of doom yeah. that you, know, now, you occasionally get. <clears throat> just thinking, actually, um, just taking us back to 2008 quickly. Yeah. He's got an automated squid system. Yeah, he says it's all automated, fully automated. So why wasn't it in 2009? It is. I think he's just keeping himself occupied, making sure the machine still works. Giving it, a yeah, quick... it's just like putting some WD forty on the bolts, yeah, okay. you know, making sure it's all all right. It's a random randomized algorithm, Gareth. Well, I know that, but I just don't understand why his randomized algorithm involves him tipping squid in with buckets occasionally. Yeah. Anyway, um, his bored. His exiles, his exiles, a punishment to himself in a way. I think like staying in Karnak is like his form of punishment to himself. That's mm. the way I'm sort of looking at it now. So he does some hard labor again. Yeah, because even his time on Europa when we find out that he gave the role of the game warden to Mr. Phillips and stuff, even though he, he asked Manhattan to send him there. Yeah. It is kind of like a self, you know, a self-prophesized exile of himself. And, and, and then he has to come back from that. So mate, like I've got a, um, a little, a, a robot vacuum. 
but I still vacuum with a normal vacuum every so often. Like, just, <laughs> you know, just use that analogy, yeah? Yeah, good. Sometimes good analogy, it's fun actually. to just, you know what, I'll, I'll do it as well. I'll help the little robot out, and maybe that's what he was doing. Well, that, that, that might be what he was doing, John, yes. Very, very good point. Uh, <laughs> I need to get me one and of those. And we will be giving... Uh, uh, one of those robot <laughs> vacuums away. Can I have one, please? Um, I really want well, one. Well, um, we have to enter the competition, so we'll discuss okay. that at the end. Uh, yeah. What I'll say is the frozen squid uh, do rain down on Tulsa, and uh, they they basically destroy uh, Lady True's machine and put a hole in her hand, as, as amongst other things, and kill her, essentially. Uh, I loved her final line of motherfucker, mm. Um, mm. and I loved that, you know... Vite saw her as a worthy adversary at the end and then he bested her somehow. I, I, I love this whole dynamic that went on. Um, and it was one of the most bizarre endings to a show that I've ever seen. What Not that it was the ending. Have you never but... seen shows where they decide that they're going to freeze Squid Rain and yeah. kill everyone using it? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fucking mental. It was a little bit convenient though, wasn't it? That, you know, Vite says everything and everyone within a... Five, five mile block radius. Radius. Yeah. Is going to be obliterated. Yeah. Apart from that case um, that held some. <laughs> it's bulletproof, mate. Yeah, well, obviously. Squid proof. Yes. But. And all. Uh, Red Scare survives. How did he not die? Yeah. Like, when he yeah, turned yeah, up, I was like, well, at least he's going to die. Yeah. No one of importance apart from the one villain. Like, oh, fucking hell, come on. Yeah, I did. I was disappointed because when the squid made that giant hole in her hand, I was like, yeah. that's fucking cool shot. Yeah. Like, I love that. And then I was like, she's just going to get, a, like, I thought it was going to be gore central. I thought there's going to be like holes everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Everyone was getting absolutely fucked up. And then it, some of the some of the giant squid, frozen squid, she was just bouncing off of the car. It looked like... So some of it, some of it bounced off, of, off of someone's arm. I'm like, what's yeah. going on here? I thought it was supposed some to be like bullets. Yeah, it cracked me up because the cars were like, you know, squid proof apparently. But Lady True's amazing machine where she's like clearly put a lot of effort and $42 billion into <laughs> oh, it. She has made effort. into that. It, it literally <laughs> just got torn apart so easily. I yeah. was cracking up. I was like, I don't understand this rain. But I like the mm. idea. And I think... Um, I just wanted more gore out of it, yeah. You know, which is a bit weird and thing to say. It is. I wanted you, the squid wanted to, to go. I wanted the squid to penetrate people, Gareth. Oh. That is what I wanted. Ew. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, how lazy was the shot of the crucifix falling off of the wall, and then the fact that she gets the hole in her hand? Obviously, yeah. You know, it's just a oh, fucking hell. Honestly. That was so on the nose. I thought it was fucking Rudolph. Yeah, and that's relevant because it's Christmas Topical now. December. Happy Christmas. Yes. Uh, well, obviously, Lindelof. You might be listening to this at another time, yeah. but, you know, when yeah, we recorded, it was Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes um, sense. Now, Lindelof's religious stuff. Yeah, his religious. Um, all of his stuff is filled with massive religious connotations. And it's not the first time this season that we've said it, it, that's very obvious. You know, it's clear mm-hmm. what they were going for there. It didn't bother me. I was just. It's not. It's not even clever, though. Uh, I liked it. I liked it, but of course he did. There's no reason. Yeah, but you to... just fucking like anything, like <laughs> yeah. Honestly, not, at all. not true. Not true at all. <laughs> oh, you loved her. Yeah, love Lady True. <laughs> She's gone now. Um, so this is uh, this is good. This was the predeterminism that we discussed by Manhattan. He knew that this was going to happen all along. Uh, you know, which meant he he he, met, he knew them during the graphic novel, which I think makes it a very deep, 
deep story and very interesting to me. Um, mm. Mm. And I know, John, you weren't happy with the predeterminism thing, but uh, I thought they did a good job of selling this idea that it was all going to be all right, but there was going to have to be loss along the way. And obviously we lost Manhattan along the way. Doctor Strange-esque. It is Doctor Strange-esque, like we referenced with uh, the Infinity Saga of of Avengers. So um, (laughs) it's good stuff. I say Infinity Saga Uh, now because if I say Infinity War, John gets angry at me and goes, no, Endgame. And if I say Endgame, he goes, no, Infinity War. So now I just Stop getting fucking wrong then. Fucking hell. I I think you go at me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, Len. Yes. Yes, Len. It was Batman. Yeah. Superman was in Batman. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Move on. Unbelievable. I mean, you, you, you've you got to the point now where I think, oh, what's John going to say about that? I have to rewrite my notes so that he doesn't have a go at me having a go at Yeah. So they're correct. Oh, saga. fucking hell. I'm the problem. Am I? Jesus Christ. Little John. Little John gets to me. Don't he gets worry. to me. Guilty. 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 Okay, uh, Laurie and Wade are taken to Archie. Uh, John, once again, sorry for Comic Corner. Um, and yeah, they decide, I'm just deleting well, my notes at this point. I've got nothing yeah. left. <laughs> yeah, just, just hold down the backspace key. Um, so it's, it's, they decide that they need to bring Vite to justice for the crimes of 1985. And conveniently, you know, Wade's got the disc on him. Absolute classic. <laughs> Carry it around with you everywhere. That yeah. is a fact. Um, what do you think about this then, John? Um, yeah, I mean, who cares at this point? It's just like it's over, isn't it? I'm just like, okay, yeah, whatever. And then, um, and then he hits him over the head with a wrench. I'm like, fucking hell. <laughs> I, yeah, I told much. you. He's what, fucking dead. Is... He's killed him. <laughs> uh, and then Laurie turns around and says what the fuck are you doing you've just killed him we were going to put him in prison for fuck's sake and, and then he like, kills oh, he kills her as well that'd be mad that'd be a good ending that yeah and then Lube Man comes wrench. out and gets off of him what um, that'd be mad wouldn't it <laughs> what a show that'd be um, yeah. I've written here he, he's gone from one prison on Europa to another one probably well, uh, he's going to beat no the quick... case isn't he he's going to beat the case yeah yeah, probably. I mean, but I like the idea that he finally has to answer for some of his sins. But you can, but you can just be like, "What are you talking about? This was just a funny video that I made for yeah, for one of my friends. A bit of banter for just Redford. Banter. It was Redford. Me and Redford are mates. You know, and you know how how the heck can I have made a squid and teleported it into Manhattan? That's mental. That is mental. Mm. And they go, "Yeah, you're right. See you later." But aren't you disappointed that? You know, we don't see him go to court and he's sitting there and he looks over at the jury, fucking pigs again. <laughs> guilty, 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 well, guilty. I think, I think next, I think season two is just going to be the court proceedings. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that in a bit, yeah. Good, good, good point. Um, Angela, whilst the, the rain was going on, by the way, takes shelter in the theatre where she sees her grandfa- grandfather, Will Reeves, Fucking <laughs> hell. Uh, grandfather and- now are you having a laugh <laughs> mate honestly it's 5 30 in the morning now uh yeah. fyi um and he's sitting there and he's watching the children sleep and which is a bit weird and uh we're, will is their great grandfather of grandfather <laughs> uh will explains uh the kites are asleep Will explains uh, that Dr. Manhattan had worked with him all those years ago uh, to bring about this necessary conclusion. 
which I, I, I really enjoyed this touching emotional scene between Angela and Will Reeves. I thought mm. this was powerful stuff. Okay. I, I wanted to like it more. Than, I, fe- I felt, I felt it was a bit hand fisted. Mm. Sorry to bring up pigs again, but oh, God. guilty, um, guilty. <laughs> it, it was, it was a little bit like, oh yeah, you know, I, I didn't like true at all. I'm glad she's dead, but I'm, I'm sad that, Doctor Manhattan is dead. Doctor Manhattan. Sounds German. Ah, Doctor Manhattan. You know, because really, Angela's just found out that 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 Will Reeves is is kind of the one who delivered Doctor Manhattan to Lady True. <laughs> she should be angry about that, and instead, he's like. Yep, that was all Manhattan's idea, honestly. Yeah. No, honestly. but I quite like it because it, it gives this idea that... I think every line of dialogue that Will Reeves has had this year is so good. And when he talks, it brings so much weight to what he's saying. And he's basically saying... In this scene, he says a couple of interesting things. He says that Dr. Manhattan uh, said <laughs> that, you know, this was always <laughs> going to happen. And he was a good man. Uh, I don't like Lady True and we know that Hooded Justice the first vigilante is behind you know this whole plan is amazing to me I know it's with Dr. Manhattan's help but uh, I loved <laughs> stop it stop saying that yeah stop <laughs> saying that you started something now um, but what I'll also say is there's a line here where it's so important to the show this this the exchange of dialogue because he's like I always thought you, you felt what I felt when I put on the mask and she was like, anger. And he's like, no, 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 no. I thought all this time, he's 115 years old. He's had time to think about it. I thought all this time about what it was. It wasn't anger. It was fear. Mm. Uh, and that's the whole point of the show is the fact that Angela's been hiding behind this mask because she's afraid to confront everything that's happened to her in her life. Yeah. And it's that idea that he was doing the same thing. Everyone who wears these masks is doing the same thing. The, the police wear the masks out of fear because yeah. they don't want to be hunted by the cavalry. People who like uh, fucking go on the internet, trolls and stuff, fear. It's all that sort of shit. It's about removing the mask <laughs> and, and you know, em- embracing and healing, which is something that he says here as well about healing wounds. Um, loved it. And if you if you want a bit more information on that, there's some good interviews with Lindelof and the official podcast. He has, says some very interesting things about the whole concept of masks. Uh, but I love that exchange. It's very, very important in the context of the season. And and it was emotional. She breaks down. And I, I, I thought this was the most emotional scene of the episode for me. Sort of. She doesn't really yeah. break down, though, does she? I was kind of looking at that thinking, she's not that upset. Like, you, you, I mean, look, I'm not sure, I'm not having a go at Regina King, but she's mm. a bit all over the place with her emotion in this series. In that yes. fucking second episode where she's just, <laughs> yeah, just screaming Wails. and ah, yeah, wailing on the cage. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what's mm. going on here? I I'm guess confused. she's gone through, a, yeah, I guess she's gone through a lot. And it's like, it's like, <laughs> I idea don't doubt that. She, yeah. She's, she's had a piss poor few here. weeks. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It's not been a very good 24 hours even. Um, so there's an interesting line as well mentioned here where, you know, uh, Will Reeves says, oh, yeah, he wanted you to say that, you you know, he, he said, you know, you can't make an omelette without breaking some eggs. 
And he said, you'd know what that means. And she's like, I have no fucking... When the time's right. When the time's right. I have no fucking idea what that means. He said something else. Um, you know, just let me get out my little book and that. Uh, he said he's <laughs> left some of his powers in one of the eggs. <laughs> he said, you'd know oh, yeah. what that means. Yeah, when, uh, I have when no the fucking time's idea right. what that means. Uh, Interesting little callback to episode... Two, yeah. Um, when well, Will's sitting around eating eggs, yeah, which we talked about in mm. the feedback last week. Just, I wonder mm. if that was a little hint at the time. Mm. Well, I've got that written down here, Gareth. But um, let's let's talk about the eggs and let's talk about the ending. Uh, while cleaning up eggs the egg from thing. the night before, when uh, you know Manhattan was just making waffles randomly, and he says, "Watch the eggs." Um, Angela recalls Manhattan's statement about transferring his powers through an organic medium that they had at the bar. Finding one unbroken egg, Angela eats it and attempts to walk on water as she saw Manhattan do the night before and end of the episode. Mm. Cliffhanger. Thoughts. Edge of pool hanger. There's a line just before she decides to start cleaning up the eggs off the floor. Yes. Uh, So Will Reeve says, you know, he was a good man, but he didn't really do enough. He didn't yeah, do enough. I love that done, line. He could have done more. Yeah. I love that line. He could have done more, yeah. He said he's a blue slag. He could have done more. Why are you saying that? <laughs> Why are you Be saying sensitive. that? Be um, sensitive. Don't bring yeah, up so the, so he goes, the blueness of his skin. <laughs> so he's like, right, I'm going to go to bed now because uh, I'm 105 years old, man. I'm fucking shattered. Um, I could sleep for two days. Well, all right, but we've already agreed you're only staying here two days. So, <laughs> yeah. And also, right. if you're sleeping for two days, I will be calling an ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that was good, wasn't it? It was a great line, well, and it, it, what's great about it is, you know, the fact that that's just the he, Manhattan is a godlike character, and how how that's how people perceive. You know, God. I'm not having to go to God again, John, because I know you get angry about this. Well, um, staunchly you know, defend him, but some people want him to do it more. Might be listening, so yeah, you know, you're having to go. <laughs> or she, or it, uh, or, or they. they. Um, yeah. No, but or that's she. the idea that there's always that idea that yeah, he's a. There's why can't more be done? And it's that well, idea. What would you do if you had those powers? Uh, probably start start my own band. Um, but if you if you take that line and then Blue look at group. Angela's reaction, that that you feel like that line is is the hint or the the nod that she has, she will have the power. Yeah, because I yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it whether you think it's a cliffhanger or not. Um, before we do that, I thought we could talk about uh some of the stuff that Lindelof's been saying because we've got some you know end of the season shit. Uh, Lindelof said that eggs were kind of like. A thing that they ran with this season. They had obviously the smiley face motif. Runny egg from the a runny orig- egg. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Run, they had runny that, egg. Uh, runny, runny egg. Yeah, <laughs> good one, John. We got you. Yeah. Um, they had the smiley face symbol from the graphic novel, uh, but they didn't want to. Just, they used that in the first episode, and they didn't want to use it anymore. Uh, and they had obviously the same thing with the clock. Uh, obviously, the doomsday clock is from the graphic novel, but they reinvented it for this. There always had to be this idea of impending doom. Uh, and they mm. they did that with the Millennium Clock this time and Lady True's thing. So there were these parallels between always going back to the graphic novel. I thought it'd be interesting to talk about all of the egg references that have been in this season. Mm. Oh. Uh, when we when we were introduced to excellent. Angela, excellent, excellent stuff. No uh, yolks in this bit. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're a shell of a man. Oh, for fuck's sake! Here we go. 
couldn't get through one episode without any of this shit. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, just frying really hard. Oh, God. That was Skip terrible. Up. John just says good that John just says good that now whenever we do a pun. This is this is this is like a natural reaction. Alright, Mr. Uh, Fire, this is Ill. <laughs> <laughs> um Our introduction to Angela came when she was literally breaking <laughs> e- uh, that egg smiley face in the bowl in the classroom. Mm. Do you remember? Yeah. Oh my yeah, Shit. Yeah, yeah. So not only was it the smiley face motif of Watchmen, it was with eggs. Um, <laughs> when one Angela kept her grandfather in the bakery, he yeah. managed to make himself some eggs, which we talked about in the feedback last week. Um, we obviously know that Will was now working with Manhattan, uh, breaking eggs to make an omelette. Very good line. Uh, before Lady True visited the childless Clarks, the Clarks were selling what? Eggs. Eggs. And they spilt loads of eggs, didn't they? They spilt eggs. Yes. But- very good stuff. They caught he one starts, egg. Yeah, started shouting at his wife, didn't he? He goes, well, have you fucking broken all the eggs? We've got nothing to eat now. <laughs> really horrible uh, and, and when, uh, episode. Yeah, it was, that was horrible. Again. And when Angela first meets John in the bar, uh, she asked him to create life for her, something small like an egg. He did, and this led to a conversation about his ability uh, to gift his powers to someone else, which is very interesting. Uh, Mike Allen has, a, this isn't the feedback section, but Mike Allen, I thought I'd throw this in here, also said this. He sent us an email actually before this episode aired a few days ago. I'm confused. Uh, How's this happening? It all happens at the same time, Gareth. Come on, get grips with it. Um, listening to, this is what he said, listening to the Watchmen soundtrack on YouTube. And even though I've seen it numerous times, I've just realised a clue hidden in plain sight. Angela's blue. So this Pardon? is, so the, on the soundtrack <laughs> and on the main prom- promotional, on the main promotional poster for this season, yeah. Angela is blue. It's Watchmen, a yellow clock behind her, and she's blue. The whole time, the the main image for the Watchmen this season was a blue Angela. Combined with the comment Dr. M made about standing on the pool, strong chance that his powers get passed to her, either for episode nine or for season two. Also goes along with the show and a tendency to buck the te- trend of tradition. Just another thought um, before watching the finale. So well, he called that because awesome. on the promotional poster, it's mad. She is generally blue. And... Damon Lindelof has even said that himself in some stuff that I'm going to read you well, in a minute. How did we miss that? How did we how miss did that? We miss it, it was John. In John. John, you fucked up again. Um, Didn't miss also, anything. I mean, people have been saying that on Twitter for ages, but well, because it wasn't shared. my well, idea, did... I didn't want to. Well, no, I didn't want to say it, so well, kept that's it to not myself. How this works. You steal all the ideas. You steal all the ideas, and then you bring it here, and you make us think that oh yeah, John got the statue thing yeah. like garbage. I'm going to check his timeline. It's going to be yeah. like. Everybody posting to him <laughs> saying, "Oh, John, don't forget to mention the statue. Can you please mention my name when you talk about delete the statue? tweet? Yeah. Delete tweet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fucking hell. They were egging me on. What do you want me to do? Oh, Another God. egg reference yeah. is the song at the end of the episode, Eggman. No, oh, for fuck's sake! Well, that's Fuck not off. comic. That's not a comic yes. book thing. Yeah, John, you're just yes, claiming everything is. these days. Yes. You can't. Desperate. He's desperate. Yeah, he is. Isn't He's it? desperate. Little John's desperate over yeah. there. Help me, help me. Guilty, guilty. <laughs> um, Save me, fellow podcasters. Uh, do, you, do you want to have a little conversation about um, some of the stuff that Lindelof said at the end of the season? Because I think it's going to tell us a little Can bit do, about yeah, season why two. Not? Okay. Why not? Fuck it. Um, this is what Damon's had to say. And I've truncated some of this uh, interview that you had. Don't first name him. Don't first name him. <laughs> Damon, we are big fans. If you listen to us, hello. 
Uh, yeah, you might do. I think it probably has more to do with the culture than it was to do with my feelings about the episode personally. This is him talking about his worry about the ending, okay? Because he was worried that the ending... Right, some perspectives needed yeah, here. Sorry, yeah, sorry, it, yeah. It's more about the culture. What do you mean? Yeah, about no the way context that we end. whatsoever. Eggs. We were just talking about eggs. Yeah, Excellent. Man. Okay, so the ending. <laughs> Putting no. aside anything that relates to my own work the Lost finale or the Leftovers finale, I feel like we've moved into this space of the only part of the game that matters is the final 30 seconds of the fourth quarter. Right. It doesn't matter. This is an American football reference. So, boys, let's try and understand it as Brits, okay? So this it's is shit, like though, saying, isn't it? American football this, shit. This is like saying <laughs> the only bit that matters is when you're deep into injury time. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter if you've had, had an undefeated season. 4 nil down. losing the Super Bowl on a missed <laughs> field goal, that's all anyone cares about. Secondary to that, I wanted to design the season of The Watchmen to feel like it had a beginning, a middle and an end, just like the original 12 issues did. I hope so, yeah. Although when I finished issue 12 as a 14-year-old, <laughs> I certainly wanted more. But I was also feeling like the story was complete and all the things that I cared about most were resolved. I feel that way about this final episode of Watchmen, but I don't know if anyone else is going to feel that way. About a month ago, I had a meal with Tim Blake Nelson, who plays Looking Looking Glass, Glass, who I love and adore as an actor, but also as a human and as a writer. He said to me, if you think people aren't going to believe that this last scene is a cliffhanger, you're fucking crazy. And he was like, oh, really? I didn't feel like it was a cliffhanger. I intended it to be just as much of an ending as the original Watchmen is. There is certainly a story to be told about whether or not Seymour publishes Rorschach's journal and undoes everything that Veidt just intended to do. But that's not a story that I think would be particularly interesting. Particularly particularly interesting. Particularly. Particularly, particularly, Let's for a second assume that there are two possible outcomes for what happens when Angela takes a step onto the swimming pool. Outcome number one is that she just sinks to the bottom of it and just misunderstood everything that Carol told her and ate a raw egg and should probably be treated for salmonella. Mm. Outcome number two is that she starts to walk on water and realise that she's imbued with godlike powers. That would certainly explain the promotional poster for Watchmen that we put out there 15 weeks ago. She's certainly looking a bit blue there. Let's just say either of those possibilities exist. I think neither one of those stories are going to be uh, are going to particularly make for a compelling season of television. Others may disagree, but that's my feeling. Thoughts, team? It's very uh, it's very Sopranos. Like I, I could see yeah. it coming. Um. When she walked out, I was like, "We're not, we're not going to get anything." It's like it was too close to the end. It'd be like, yeah. Can you imagine if she just walked out and she was walking on the water and it just ended. You'd be a bit like, oh, "Yeah, what's the fucking point in that?" I like the idea that he's left it open to interpretation. It's very like Inception. Yes, like yeah. it's. Uh, although I would say in Inception, it's like it, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. matter. Yeah. Yes. Whereas in this, it does. But mm, yeah. you're not allowed to know anyway, so fuck you. And then it ends. Yeah. So I thought know. it would have been hilarious if she stepped onto the water and just fell. Sank. Just that'd fell. That'd crack me up. Just fell into oh, the Oh, egg pod. That'd crack me up. Oh. There you go. Well. I've joined there the party go. last time. Hey, welcome. I'm Finally. Welcome. Finally. Fucking oh. hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, I think it would be remiss of us not to talk about his thoughts on a season two. Uh, and this is what he had to say. I don't think... Um, so this was he was asked the question is there going to be a season two 
He said, I don't think that's fair. I think that it'd be foolish of me to say never and to say done because every great heist movie is born on the back of a character who is out of the game. If Clint Eastwood was done, we would never have gotten Unforgiven. I know that is hubris to say I'm done with Watchmen and I wouldn't want to wake up two years from now with divine intervention. I mean, inspiration. Interesting that I almost said (laughs) intervention. If that were to happen, I would probably go for it. But I'm comfortable saying every single idea that we had is on screen and presented in these nine episodes. And there isn't anything that occurred to us that was like, oh, that'd be good for a season two. We should save that. Everything that we wanted to do, we did. So I feel like the plate is empty. There's nothing rattling around in my brain right now that feels like a compulsion to do more. That said, I feel like Watchmen is bigger than me. Of course it is. It survived without me and endured as one of the greatest pieces of storytelling for 30 years before anything I had to do with it. Um, What do you think about that, guys? Well, I think what he's hinting at there is that it's up to the three minute men to pick up the reins. Yes. Imagine that. Fucking what idea shit we would got? that be? Imagine if he emails us and says, right, guys, I need to break season two. What are your thoughts? More pigs. Put more pigs in there. Uh, talking pigs. Talking um, pigs with eggs. Can we get a little John running around in the background? In fact, he could be one of the new watchmen. Yep. A genetically modified little John. Yeah, little John. Well, no, look, um, I mean, we've. Well, I, I think season two, you know, we get the pigs in. Um, and they can be the sausage and the bacon. We've done the eggs, so season two sausage we get bacon. A full it- yeah, that's and because we're thing. writing it, it's a full English. Yeah. And season three is yeah. when we bring in the baked beans. Yeah, yeah, lovely stuff. Yeah, Sounds and then nice. as it as it drags on and on, you know, season four is is hash browns in it. You know, we're hashing it out, <laughs> so it's hash browns. Oh, and you get geez. the Americans are like, "What the fuck is this? You know, where's my chips and steak?" You know, and we're not syrup. doing that because it's a full English breakfast. Yeah, syrup and cake. Like, what's cake yeah. doing here? <laughs> Why are you having cake for breakfast? Yeah. Um, that's the end of the episode, guys. That's the end of the finale and a very mm. satisfying one. Uh, of course, we're not done here in the uh, Watchmen Watchers podcast because we have two excellent sections coming up for your for your, for your little ears right now. We've got uh, Little I mean, John. pillage one of them, so. Yeah, well, Little John's just deleted all of his notes, so we're going rogue. Yeah. Uh, with little John's comic corner, and then we're going to have some feedback. But first, let's play the little jingle, which is definitely the same jingle, so don't expect anything different. Uh, and then little John's going to take us through his his favourite comic comic corner references. Hello there. Uh, sad times. This is the last comic corner. Oh, Basil just meowing there in the background for anyone that might pick mm. that up. We're leaving it in. Hello, Basil. We're leaving it in. Be- Basil Bubastis. is sad as well. Bubastis. Bubastis. Uh, well, there you go. So you're ruining things in Comic Corner before I've even started. So Bubastis <laughs> makes another appearance, doesn't he? Because for some reason, I mean, isn't this kid too old to be walking around with a gigantic Bubastis teddy bear? He's... He's seen too much. Like he's too, uh, he's too world weary to have a little teddy bear. Mm. Throw that away, man. But anyway, so that, yeah, there you go. That's your first comic book reference. Um, you've mentioned the title. Uh, sorry, you've mentioned uh, the song. Um, but we'll, we'll go into a little. A li- yeah. So I am the walrus. Uh, by a little little British group called the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. he said. I pronounced them the Beartles yeah. after this week. <laughs> oh, the Beartles. <laughs> oh, it's the Bugs. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm the Walrus, which features the uh, the line, I am the Eggman. Um, mm. One Cuckoo. of the lyrics. Yeah. Well, we're not doing that as well. Save that. Um, but one of the lines uh, from this song is see how they fly which is obviously the title of the episode oh lovely oh, very yeah. good very good very good see yeah how yeah they didn't steal it all is that is that what it does yeah yeah lovely yeah. stuff huh. correct um Ra- uh, ramsey's the second so the password on vite's computer in the karnak office so exactly the same as a comic book and same as the film because uh, he bloody loves that Egyptian pharaoh, um, yep. because he was also known as Ozymandias by the Greeks. So there you go. Oh, that We've is already... good, that. Yeah, it is huh. good, yeah, yeah. So you've trodden all over um, Lady True um, and the, the actual connection to a female warrior from 3rd century Vietnam uh, who, you know, I'm, I've ripped this straight from Wikipedia, to be honest, but, you know... <laughs> Who managed for for a time uh, to resist the Chinese state of Eastern Wu uh, during their occupation of Vietnam, as you do. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And she's quoted as saying, I like to ride storms. (laughs) (laughs) She's quoted as saying, I like to ride storms, kill sharks in the open sea, uh, drive out the aggressors, reconquer the country, undo the ties of serfdom, and never bend my back to the concubine of whatever man. Pretty cool, that. That is pretty cool. Mm, but like it was obviously ruined she's, earlier. Right, let's smash through impressive. these notes. So, yeah, she bloody was, yeah. Thought you deleted uh, them all. Here well, we go. I sort of have, yeah. So, catching the bullet, that's gone, that. That's gone. Get rid of it. Next. Next. Um, do you remember the bit where... So, in in the film and in the comics... Yeah, uh, Rorschach walks around the knee with a with a sign that says what? The end is nigh. Correct. Who says and that in this episode? Ozzie Mandius says Ozzie it. Ozzie Mandius says it. Yeah, to us, there you go. Audience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've spoken Love about that. we've spoken about um, Joe Keane's underwear. Um, oh, it is, is terrible. That, it uh, is do terrible, you know what yeah. it reminded me of? It reminded me of uh, of like Waluigi's moustache. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just garbage. Yeah. I'll tell you what's interesting for me. We haven't really discussed I'm it. I'm gonna do you, win. Do you reckon they were on set, like, and the guy, the actor playing Senator Joe Keane, walks in and Cow's there, like Yaya's there, just naked, yeah. and like, look yeah, at the size yeah. of that. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, right, yeah. so you ready to take your pants off? He's like, I'm definitely wearing pants for this scene. Yeah. I'm not pants? not wearing pants. Can I please yeah. have some pants? Oh, and just for context, us Brits say uh, pants. Uh, is underwear yeah. here in England? Yeah. You know, we call yeah, trousers correct. correctly trousers. So, right, just, having a go, Ugh. not having yeah. a go. You... Just mm. since moving to Australia, they call pants, uh, which I'm once again talking about underwear. C- they call them jocks now. here. Jocks. They call them jocks here. Jocks. And it annoys okay. me. And they call they have the American word for trousers, which is pants. Well, that's weird. Which also we, confuses me. We call Scottish people jocks. So. Yeah. It's true, That's and weird, Americans call people who are good at sports and they're yeah, jocks. Jocks, yeah, and it's and bizarre. Scottish Scottish people call us 
Hey, 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 you wankers, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck. Yeah, 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 fuck. Um, so, yeah, yeah, so there you go. So that's Scotland, everyone. Um, Scotland corner. that isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Scotland corner is just someone passed out in an alleyway. Um, yeah, Stinking fair. of scotch and iron brew. <laughs> um, and iron brew, So, yeah. so uh, there's a bit where Dr. Manhattan... So he's he's lying there, isn't he, in the cage with his willy out and his rubbish blue skin. <laughs> yeah. Um he's saying loads of weird stuff. Do you remember what he says? Do you remember any of it? Yes. He's like, um, I'm not aware of any conflict in Afghanistan that would require my assistance. Yes. And then yeah, yeah, as far as I know, there's currently a situation in Afghanistan requiring my attentions is the line from the comics when Dr. Manhattan is getting interviewed on ABC. So was he remembering that interview? Or was he in that interview at that point? Well, he's in that interview, I'm assuming. Who knows? Yeah, because it's all happening. It's all happening at the same time. So he's not alone. So he's not dying alone. Oh, shut up. shit. Still a nice line, isn't it? shit as well, then. (laughs) Yeah. So he says, uh, Len, you're chatting shit. But he also says... All we ever see of stars are their old photographs. Yeah, um, I love that line. That is a nice line. It's nice, yeah. isn't it? Uh, he says, Janie, what's up? Are you cold? I can raise the temperature. So now you know he's struggling because that's not like a beautiful thing to retort. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, then, and then he's like, no, if you go a little bit further, I think there's a free space just about yeah. 50 metres up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you he's not like, got any no. more steak? No, I've been Sorry? on hold for 24 minutes. <laughs> I just want to pay this bill. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, still water for us, please. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, don't grab it like that. Fucking hell. <laughs> and then, yeah. So that was from issue four, page 22. Um, so, yeah, there's a few more quotes. Um, it's pretty good. This next yeah, one nice. is my favourite, actually. Okay. Um before I move on to PTpedia. Um, so, what do you reckon, uh, Gaz? I mean, look, Len thinks Dr. Manhattan, he's definitely dead. And he's sitting there and he's going, Dr. Manhattan is definitely dead. Yeah? And I'm sitting <laughs> yeah. here going, yeah. I don't know what you're worried about, but, yeah, but what, yeah. what do you think, Gaz? Well, I think there was the point when his essence was sucked into that, that, Millennium Ooh, clock. I don't remember that. Okay. That was when I went. <laughs> he is definitely, He's definitely dead. dead. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then, now that the <laughs> the frozen squid rain has come down and he's fallen and it's crashed, um, I think he's gonna go, pull over and say, "What are you worried about?" But yeah. in all honesty, I think he has to be because that was containing his essence, perhaps. And maybe if that hadn't been smashed to pieces by frozen squid rain. There's a possibility of resurrection, but I feel like you're gonna tell me well, why that's still a possibility. Might, might, well, because he's he's um, you know, he is very blue, but for a blue man, he likes to have a laugh, isn't he? You know, he's very famously known as having a bit of, a bit of a laugh, Doctor Manhattan. Excellent sense of humour. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Or Doctor, <laughs> what were we called him before? Manhattan. 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 They call him. <laughs> that has actually yeah. tickled me. That's that is so shit, good, it? but it is brilliant, isn't what? it? Yeah. So, Shitty. um, so the Dreamland Theatre, 
so the marquee went out uh, during the squid storm. Um, so all of the lights on the Dreamland Theatre yeah. were uh, were smashed to bits. But there were um, a couple of couple of lights that were still illuminated. Yeah, yeah. Doctor... And they spelled "I'm alive." No, they spelled, <laughs> spelled "Doctor." Help M. me, Angela Abar. Doctor M. <laughs> They said, what are you worried about? No, so they, uh, they, yeah, leaving only Dr. M still illuminated. So That's interesting. I go. didn't notice that. What was interesting as well was that line that she says, he says to her, which is stay away from the lights, doesn't she? He says something like that. And then she's like, mm, what, what, are you talk- what, what light? What are you talking about? I so, presumed at that point that it was the giant light that came and like sucked him up. But yeah, you're right. Uh, I think that line has maybe... Uh, that's a bit of a loose thread, isn't it? Stay away from Maybe the light. Mm. for next season, the if light. there is a next season. Stay away from the light and eat the egg. What? Um, <laughs> break an omelet. Yeah. I mean, break an egg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> break Have an omelet as well. Rip that omelet up. Rip he's, it up. Uh, oh, he's chatting absolute shit. Oh. Break an omelet. <laughs> Make some eggs. <laughs> Imagine that. That's it's like a weird like acting thing for like a foodist. Yeah. Yeah. Break yeah. an egg. What? Anyway, so PTpedia. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so there's been a been a little memo sent out. Uh, he's been fucking sacked, hasn't he? Dale yeah, Beatty. I saw that. Devastated yeah. for him. Poor Brutal. lad. Does he? Yeah. Um, Why for running he's... about in Luby costumes <laughs> with his little yeah. lips out? Yeah. <laughs> Put your lips away, mate. <laughs> well, look. You know, I I would implore you to go and read um, that memo. I'll give you a little bit here. Yeah, I've read it. Teaser. I've read it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Can hell. Well, I'm I'm actually <laughs> talking to the don't, listeners at this point. Yeah. Then. Don't tell hell. me to do something, John, and then have a go Imagine when I've done it. Imagine that sitting there editing a film and going, "Yeah, so this is done, so we won't release it because we've watched it now." <laughs> no. <laughs> I'd love right. people to watch so, this. <clears throat> already have. <laughs> next. Anyway. Next. So this is sent by Max uh, Farragut, which is the worst name I've ever seen in my life. He's the deputy director of the FBI. Oh, good. I thought you were talking about one of our listeners. I was like, well, don't say that. <laughs> yeah. like, we have to pretend we like all the surnames. The deputy of the FBI might be one of the listeners. And if you are, thank you. Anyway, so effective immediately, Dale Peaty is no longer an agent of the FBI and his employment by the anti-vigilante task force has been terminated. Uh, the circumstances of his dismissal are as simple as they are baffling. After defiantly refusing my direct order to suspend his activities in Tulsa and return to Washington, I had no choice but to instruct the field office there to relieve him of his badge. Yeah, oh, the promotion, if anything. Um, My understanding from Tulsa PD is that he's now gone missing, uh, given the simultaneous deaths of a US senator and a prominent trillionaire. It would appear PT has taken it upon himself to continue the investigation, lubed up. No, it doesn't say that. It's clear now that from his memos that PT is at risk of vigilante behaviour and mm. most likely always was. Ooh, Ooh, hello. So perhaps sooner or later, this task force will be investigating him. God help yeah. us all. So yeah. there you go. October the 1st, 2019. Yeah, it was a good article, and if you, it, it, there's a bit in it. I think it's quite a long thing, so obviously John's truncated it there. It but is, there's a bit, yeah, yeah, where it says like on his desk there was some oil 
don't know what that mm. was used for. And if you click on the oil, if you click on the word canola oil, which I think it is, it just comes up <laughs> with a giant. Honestly, it, it generally comes up with a giant picture of Lube Man with his lips out. I did it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I swear on my life, if any of this is just click on the canola oil bit, it, a giant picture of Lube Man appears. I well, never look, understand you know, the emphasis of his lips. But, <laughs> it cracked me up. I was going to take a photo and send it to you, but I thought we could just talk about it because I was just well, doing it last night. But and again, I was my notes. you know, and another another prediction made very early and spot on again. That's why we're writing season two. Thank you for comic corner, John. That was that was lovely. That's right, I stand. Um, yeah, that's good. And now we move on to the the final feedback of the season. And if you would like to get in touch with us, you still obviously can. Um, I will reply uh, to these next ones because we're not so swamped. We've just finished Castle Rock and we've uh, got through all these emails, which we're going to talk about live right now. But if you do want to email live. us, it's fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. And it's live. Email us <laughs> at fancriticalpodcast <clears throat> at gmail.com. Uh, okay, we've got some notes about last week, predictions for the finale and some thoughts on the finale. So let's... Let's get through them. Rypie has been in touch uh, and has had this to say. Uh, Love the podcast. Two things to consider from your last episode. You debated whether Vite was being pitied or punished by Dr. Manhattan. Uh, But the time Vite spends in the Europa prison bubble coincides with the time that Dr. Manhattan describes as the period he cannot see slash know in his conversation with Angela about becoming more human for a few years. He becomes aware again in 2019 after Angela removes the little device from his brain. I know what time uh, I know that time manipulation, manipulation things can get wonky, but maybe it will be clarified further in the finale. So that is true. We we understand that when Vite was on Europa, mm. Manhattan didn't know what was going on. So mm. good point. Yeah. Uh, number two, when Angela described the circumstances of Cal's donor corpse death, it made me think that Manhattan killed him knowing Angela would pick that body, especially after she described the cause of death for the other corpses, but then showed the nearly perfect human specimen uh, with cause of death unknown. Thoughts, mm. did Manhattan kill Cal? Um, no doesn't feel no. like something he would do but it's an interesting thought definitely weird that we did say last week like oh what's dinner I died uh, you know uh, Rypie also says keep up the great work and uh, thanks for that Rypie we will try to Child- Charlie uh... <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Wildy because we we're stopping after today yeah Charlie Wildy has had this to say hey all Great enjoying your discussions of the very discussable show that this is. I just wanted to comment. The very what? Discussable Discussable. show. You know, we we can discuss the show. show. I just wanted to comment about the moment Dr. Manhattan is teleported uh, by the tachyon cannon. I'm hearing this moment as a common complaint. Why didn't he blow it up or why didn't he teleport away or whatever else? I think the important thing is to remember that the philosophy of the text is rooted in determinism. And so while Dr. Manhattan can see, experience the future, he's powerless to do anything to change it. In the original novel, he says explicitly, we're all puppets. I'm just a puppet who can see the strings. Whenever people tell him things he already knows, he's still surprised to hear them. This happens in the comic and this episode of the show. He sees the events happen. He knew it was going to happen, but it would have been fundamentally broke. It would have fundamentally broken the rules established both by the source material and the series 
as presented by Lindelof, if he had been able to alter the outcome. Just because he experiences the time non-linearly doesn't mean he can choose how to impact the things that happen. That's his take. Eloquent point. Yeah. So we talked about determinism and how it's all preordained and he has to let these things happen. He can't change mm. uh, it's convenient time. though, isn't it? It is convenient. Um, Beth, and I don't know if you can see your name here, right? Beth Panico. Or Panico. <laughs> Panico. Panico. That's quite a nice name. Panico. Yeah, Panico. Panico. Uh, I love Panico Watchmen. Panico at the Disco. I love Watchmen. <laughs> I don't know any... <laughs> uh, she says, I love Watchmen, but I don't know anything about this show. I looked for a pod uh, to help explain... <laughs> I looked for a pod to help explain it and found you guys. Deleted right. all my other podcasts that cover other TV shows. So now... Well, don't do that. I watch... That's extreme, but I love it. Yeah, I mean, if you want to go that far, do it. Uh, she says, so she watches the show, she waits for the podcast, then watches the show again. Uh, lather, rinse, repeat. Uh, I gave you the highest rating on iTunes. The episode eight recap made me laugh so hard, I spit my drink all over my car, which is nice. I like that. Um, not that you've What's ruined the interior for? of your car. Yeah, it sounds like she's standing outside Standing outside car. of the car and just spat Spitting on coffee on it. <laughs> Uh, she has a question. Will we be covering The Outsider? It's a Stephen King story on HBO. Wow. Um, you brought that up. We have flirted with that idea of covering that show, and it's something that we're going to be talking <laughs> about in the next few weeks. And if so, check out this channel and Castle Rock Critical because uh, we do like Stephen King, and it would be maybe remiss of us to to not cover a HBO-funded uh, project. Thank you for your, your email, Beth. Next up, we have... Uh, Scott Downey, who has said this. Hello, Minutemen. Um, just finished hello. the finale. Uh, yeah, hello. Uh, just finished the finale and thought I'd share two thoughts on ratings. Um, stop saying hello. First, I'm not worthy of the blueberry system. It's uh, complex prop- beast. It is. It's proprietary, of course. If I was to use it, I'd abuse <laughs> it and give every episode since around the third five bloobs. Oh, your well, lens written in, has he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is until the finale. It's not that it wasn't great or that I didn't enjoy it. It was, and I did. But the exposition and straightforward storytelling finally caught up with them, in my opinion. I've written in, have I? But that was bound Mm. to happen, right? Lindelof Lindelof, Lindelof kept exceeding himself. Uh, It just seemed strange to not have that wow feeling after an episode. And yet, Mm, that's sort of what I'm feeling right now. So it gets a B from me. What? I mean, a B? You, you can't give B. I know you don't want to use the Blueberry system, but we can't accept this grading system. So a B. We'll translate that as a four. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, my next comment on ratings is about the sad state of our culture and the review bombing. I will never understand why individuals mm. feel compelled to destroy pieces of fiction because they think it accuses their political affiliation of some wrongdoing. As a white, Christian, conservative, political male myself, who actually just moved away from Oklahoma a year ago, I wish I could tell them all how incredibly wrong they are. Yes, the show uses American racial tensions as a foundation. And yes, white Midwesterners are depicted as purveyors of continued racism. But it's also Mm. clearly an alternate universe, clearly a work of fiction, even if the initial sequence is 
uh, an actual historic event. How insecure does one need to be to destroy something fictional with angry reviews because of a completely valid foundation for the story? I hate to think that there might be people out there who will not see what I think is one of the best shows I've ever seen simply because it isn't rated very high by viewers. Dare I say Mm. viewers are childish or immature or insecure or some other adjective. Anyway, sorry for the excessive length of email. Thanks for a wonderful season. See you in the other podcasts. Good point. Mm. Very good good point. And uh, we hate the review boring. First sensible thing you said all day. John's still angry about the B rating. Yes. um, Yeah, fucking B, honestly. But (laughs) no, look, um, absolutely valid point. And uh, as we discussed maybe like three episodes ago, um, the... Anyone that goes out of their way to just fucking one star or whatever system you're using, you know, just zero blooming stuff for the sake of it. It's like, oh, fuck yeah. off. Like, yeah, that is mad. But yeah, And I it was a bit we, like that person spoken. that gave us, you know, two, two out of five because they weren't happy with, you know, the hooded justice stuff. It's like, look, you know... You, you don't have to like it, but piss off because you've dragged our entire rating down. Like, I think, fucking um, hell. Yeah, I, th- I think a, a big point, though, is that we, we have spoken about that, but we've focused on kind of Alan Moore fans, really. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas what um, what we're getting from Scott is a perspective that we hadn't really thought about, which is, yeah, the kind of um, you know, Midwestern American... People, mm. white people who might be offended by what's happening. I, yeah. I hadn't even thought of that as being yeah. a possibility for poor ratings. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very true. It's a good point, and thank you for that, Scott. Especially speaking for, as someone who's just moved away from Oklahoma, so it's very, very interesting. That Renee Fuller has had this to say: seeing a lot of discussions online about whether Laurie could really arrest Ozymandias, but I'm wondering if she'll also arrest Will for killing Judge Crawford. Uh, so going to miss your weekly podcast get on fan critical get on fan critical that's not weekly um, but we release stuff all the time it could be two a week if you're lucky Mm. go to fan critical on any of your podcast apps not as the Minutemen though well sometimes the Minutemen do do a podcast together but there are also two lovely ladies that join us occasionally Um, so it's a more diverse we've got two two new members have we (laughs) um (laughs) And two other ladies as well. <laughs> um, what do we think? Can Does Laurie have the authority to arrest people here? I mean, I guess so. She's like head of an FBI yes. task force. In Antarctica? Yes. Well, she's knocked him out. He's knocked out with a spanner. So I'm going to say yes. <laughs> yeah. Is the answer to that question? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, Joey, oh. Joey Caruso. Joey Caruso. Hey. Joey. Joey hey. Yes. Hey, he has been this fucking guy. I've not seen this guy all week. <laughs> I'm walking here. Come okay. on. Um, hey, why are you it, spitting it, on your fucking car? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Drink your coffee. Uh, hey, uh, my only issues with the almost perfect finale are thus. Uh, one, it bothers me, uh, like the previous episode, that we don't see the true face of Dr. Manhattan. Why does he still like look like Cal? Um, yeah, I was annoyed that we didn't get John Cena. Uh John's annoyed that we didn't get John Cena. Gaz doesn't know who Correct. John Cena is, so it doesn't really matter. He's a wrestler. But I've said it'd be like better wrestling. if he was Nicholas Nicholas Cage. Oh, expert! What's your favourite wrestling move? The doesn't even know. Doesn't Stone even know. Cold Steve Austin did three sixteen. Three sixteen. Stone Cold Steve. Let's God. not turn this into a wrestling podcast. Uh, but 
Gareth oh, People's not. Elbow. That was my favourite. That's The Rocks. Yeah, I know. It, Gareth I'm down panicked, to my yeah. pants already. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, slinging. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Two. When Laurie Blake finally sees John in the cage, uh, wouldn't she be wondering why he looks different now? Very true, but I guess she's she dated him, so maybe she right, knows that he can like, change oh, his appearance. Blue. Yeah, he's, he's, he's she's looking at the willy. She's looking at the willy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so who's that blue fella? I'm sure I've seen. <laughs> um, Number three, it didn't seem to phase Laurie when the senators mentioned that Dr. M was Angela's husband. Yeah. Uh, Laurie fought all this time that John was on Mars. Yeah. So that's a good point. I mean, she didn't seem that bothered. As we said, Laurie got a bit shortchanged in this she episode. Did. She did, um, yeah. That's what I'm um, saying. Other than that, it was a perfect episode, he says. So cool. I like that. So basically, it's Laurie problems, essentially, and why Manhattan doesn't look like Manhattan. So it's all Manhattan related, which is fair. Mm. Um, thanks for that, Joey C. Uh, and thanks for your feedback this season next up we have uh mike who we referenced earlier in the podcast is calling it with the poster thing and the blue thing yep. the poster that gareth Mikey. didn't understand and now understands because we're always educating Mikey. gareth mm. uh mike has had this to say uh minutemen bravo to lindelof and his team for making such a unique piece of source material mm. material and molding it into what is probably my favorite show since well maybe ever this season was riddled with difficult yet relevant themes phenomenal performances a spot-on score and soundtrack which I have to agree with, actually. The soundtrack's awesome. Uh, Beautiful cinematography, all with a story masterfully told within the Watchmen universe. The finale was excellent. Five bloobs all round. While it was not exactly what I expected, what would be the fun in that? Isn't that uncertainty what makes us human? That's a question. I guess so. Uncertainty, what makes us human? Yeah, I like that. That's a good line, that. I'm not sure. And that is what makes you human, Gareth. Uh, I would like to have seen a bit, and this is some 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 thoughts on the on the finale. I would like to have seen a, a bit more insanity from Ozzy as he awoke from the statue, a la Tales of the Black Freighter, which did not get a mention by John this week in Comic Corner. That's I just true. Thought. I think uh, John, what, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, sort, your, yeah, sort, sort, out, sort yourself out. You're you're a hack. Um, Who cares, mate? Who cares? I'm not <laughs> he had it together pretty well for a guy that had just spent eight years on a moon. A bit out of touch with humanity, but then the challenge of a worthy adversary brings him back to the Aussie of old. Nah, and he read that newspaper. So. Oh yeah, true. That really pissed him off, didn't it? Mm. Uh, he was up to date. Loved the last few minutes where we finally get to see Angela, um, a pub he's written here, good, hey. uh, and her grandfather. Ooh, hello. I was hoping for more Louis Gossett Jr. in this episode, and he was able to put a bow on his character arc very nicely. However, I do still wonder how he is su- in such good shape for a 105-year-old form of vigilante. Well, we did say maybe he ate one of those Manhattan eggs. Who knows? Um, probably maybe. not. Well, no, he didn't, did he? Uh, well, he did eat eggs at one point. Of course, I would have liked to have seen Dr. Manhattan survive and save the day, but this ending leaves an opening for a second season, while also working as a fitting end to a spectacular limited series. Obviously, the egg walking on water scene leaves an opening, but more so Beanne is still alive and now traumatised by her mother slash daughter's death. Also, Topher sees the Sister Night outfit and seems to be putting some things together. Yeah, That's mm. a good point. Didn't mention that. Topher didn't get the powers, but he sees the vigilanteism. Mm-hmm. Uh, in regard to the show overall, I want to again shout out the music, both score and soundtrack. Great music, and that's obviously a good work by Trent Razor and Atticus Ross. Uh, mm. It adds so much to the show emotionally, and HBO seems to be well aware of that dynamic. 
I thought one of the main themes that the showrunners developed here is that the representation matters. As a man of colour in the Midwest US, I actually live in a town called Greenwood, Missouri, not Oklahoma, to see so many powerful black roles non-traditionally and non-stereotypically written for and portrayed so well by so many different actors, I can't put into words how wonderful it is. So that's a very good point. You know, the casting on this show and the whole theme of this season has Mm. been, you know... Like you just said, Gareth, you didn't realise that some people maybe in the Midwest might be taking offence to the show saying that, you know, calling them race essentially, but it's Mm. fictional. But once again, fiction can be empowering, especially for um, people who haven't been, you know, given the spotlight to shine and given such a diverse nature of roles yeah, absolutely. so that's that is an interesting point so yeah. thank you for that mike mm. uh he wants to thank us for being a p- companion uh during the watching of the show and providing a landing spot for my weekly fanboy forecasting your ability to seriously critique the show without getting too technical and still having a laugh is unique and right on time i look yeah. forward to hearing your thoughts about future tv and movies hopefully the media you choose to review will rely align with my watch list but obviously i leave yeah. it entirely in your hands that's a nice it's little good, reference that. there at the end there, John. Did you get yeah, that? It's good, yeah. I, I leave it yeah. entirely in your hands, yeah. Yes, yeah, good yeah. that, yeah. Um, last line of the look, comic, last line of, yeah. Good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> look, we're having a laugh whilst getting the job done. So. Yeah, yeah, good point. <laughs> Very good. I like the way you said uh, we're not getting too technical. Um, <laughs> I thought we were pretty technical, but, you know, turns out. No, nah, we're nah, nah. We're, we're sort Gareth of we're sort of midway, yeah, yeah. Huh? <laughs> uh, no, but thank you, Mike. Mike's Guilty. one of our patrons. Thank you, yeah. Thank you for your feedback this season. Uh, your your points have been very valid, and the poster one was uh, spot on. So great job. Um, and finally, we have uh, an email from Todd Bradley, who Gareth adores Toddy and loves. Um, he wants to thank us for a great season. Uh, the discussion was informative and always entertaining. Mm. That's that's good to hear. That's good. Uh, thoughts on the episode and the season. Shall I just read out my notes again? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they're uh, Not sure what more I can say about the show. It will take me a few viewings to process that ending. I'm sure people will be upset that Dr. M died, or as we call him, Dr. Manhattan died. But my thoughts are that he is a hard character to continue finding a story for. I completely agree with that, um, especially considering his yeah. powers. Uh, I feel <laughs> like Lindelof did a great yeah, job boring, at, answering the question, yeah, at answering the questions of the season while not feeling like we were spoon-fed the answers. This feels like a standalone story. With that said, it did leave it more open for season two than I thought it would. Just a, th- a few more quick thoughts. Love that we found out that Manhattan on White Knight transported the guy that was going to kill Angela... Um, you know, he transported him, didn't kill him. Yeah. Uh, and he transported him to the place where he was born. Yeah. Or where he in, lived. In lived. New Mexico. Yeah, or whatever. That was... <laughs> Not where he was born, but where he lived. Where he lived. Yeah. yeah, in New Mexico. So that was that was interesting. Uh, again, the performances, especially Regina King, were phenomenal all season. He loved the ambiguous ending, very Lindelof, and I completely agree with that, with uh, Leftovers and Lost, definitely following in that vein. It is crazy how good writing is such a breath of fresh air. After watching Castle Rock, Watchmen feels like it's on another level. Um, Agreed. I do Ooh, think this season that... Uh, yeah, I do think this season our coverage of Castle Rock and Watchmen has gone on side by side and Watchmen, it had it, it has shown me some of the imperfections in Castle mm. Rock this season. 
Not to say that it wasn't still an okay season of television, but this has you been... You just can't compare the two. The, well, you they're can they're very two. incomparable shows, but the writing has been amazing in this show. Um, he loved the ending with Will Reeves and Angela. The line, you don't heal it in a mask, is such a beautiful representation of the show, which is what we've discussed. Um, great, great thing. The show ended up taking off the mask, I think, personally. So, um, go on. Just, I mean, we didn't touch on it before, um, but the whole, like, transporting him to New Mexico. Like, I mean, that's a bit mad, isn't it? To to let him live and then just basically tell everyone that... Yeah, you know. but he didn't have control, did he? That was a defence mechanism, wasn't it? Yeah. That was the defence mechanism. Or it's, it's a comment on, like, you know, going to New Mexico is as good as being dead. <laughs> Fair one. Uh, Todd also thought that the stuff between Yaya and Regina before he died was very emotional and effective, uh, and I did, I did really agree with that. Um, cried, uh, didn't you? Uh, well, didn't it had me at the cusp. I was actually quite emotional. Overall, uh, it ended as well as it could have. Uh, five blueberries for the episode, and if I could give it more than five for the season, I would. Mm. No, thanks for that, Todd. But you can't. Um, no, that's it. That's it, guys. That's that's the end of feedback. That's the end of Watchmen on HBO season one. It's over. Mm. That might be right, the only season we get. Yeah, <laughs> see you later. Uh, that might be the only season we get. And I think, I think we were going to toy with the idea of doing a season wrap up, but unless we get a load of feedback, I don't think we're going to do that. Just because we've recorded for a very long time here, I think we've <laughs> fleshed out a lot of stuff that we were going to maybe talk about in that wrap up. Yeah, but what if what if someone like signed up yeah as a like a 30 or 60 dollar patreon and was like right yeah. i want you to do a wrap up then then we're if fucked someone, aren't we then we have to if do someone it. signed up uh to the patreon and chose the tier which there is a tier on there to commission a podcast for like 30 dollars and wants mm. us to do a season wrap up then we are obliged contractually to return <laughs> we'll do it uh, and we will do it um the only reason we're finding it difficult to yeah, do the take, us, is, take us to court then take us to court yeah it's just because it's Christmas time. We've got Star Wars or Star Wars, as I called it, coming out or whatever. Star um, Wars. Why are you now that. calling it that? I don't know. We've got that coming out as well. As Star we've Wars. just finished Castle Rock, and it's Christmas pretty much soon. John's just done the Grinch with Emma and Lucy, so we've got that coming out. Yeah, it's good that um, one. Yeah, that's on the fan critical channel, and I think we've delved pretty deep into Watchmen. Um, I don't want to leave these podcasts because I love hanging out with Gareth and John over the internet. <laughs> we can still uh, hang really? out, mate. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, and the Three on. Minute Men. He's speaking will live just on. for Gareth there. Yeah, <laughs> the Three Minute Men will live on. Yeah, in your hearts and your ears. And we're also at Fan Critical. So as I said, just go over there and you'll hear us all again. Okay. Mm. And if Watchmen does come back for a season two, guess what? We're going to be here. We're going to be here covering it again, bigger, Too better, obvious, stronger though, than ever. Yeah, we've, eaten the gym. we've all eaten our eggs been, raw, and we're walking on water. We're ready to go. Been hitting the I'll gym. You, no, I'll, t- I'll tell you what we're going to do. If there is a season two, we're yeah. we're just going to cover season one again. We're just going to just do that again. <laughs> well, it happens simultaneously to us, so it doesn't matter. You know, we've eaten the egg. Yeah, yeah. Wanna, yeah, yeah. So it's all good. Mm, it's good that. Uh, but I want to yeah. say thank you to the listeners you have been fantastic this season the feedback has been amazing the reviews have been incredible if you want to still leave us a review do it if you want to share the word of the podcast and the word of the show get out there and share it because people are still discovering the show and if they're still discovering the show guess what they can still discover the three minute men 
Thank you Yay. for everything this season. Patreon is patreon.com forward slash fancritical. Go over to fancritical and subscribe. That is our final plea to you all. Also, I want to say thank you to Gareth. Uh, we have educated you. We have shown you the way of the Watchmen. And now you are not omnipotent or omniscient. You're just you still, little weak, pathetic, but you're very impotent, true. But you do understand Watchmen better. So thank you for joining us on this journey. Cheers. Uh, yeah, good. And uh, John, <laughs> thank you for Comic Corners. I want to thank you. I want to thank little John. I want to thank yeah. uh, future little John that's going to pop out and say guilty, guilty. I want to yep. say you've done a great job with Comic guilty. Corner. Um, you've educated Gareth sometimes educated me, but not really. And I'm sure the listeners, you've educated them as well. So thank you. Yeah. You know, for all the moms out there and all the dads. Um, <laughs> and all the Dr. Know, good on you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, all the German Dr. Yeah. Manhattans. Yeah. All yeah, good. good. And I've been your host, Len. And it's been a pleasure. Cheers, mate. You've done well, mate. Thanks. Yeah. You've done it's been well. It's a pleasure raining you two lunatics in. Well, yeah. he's done I mean, right. one guy said that once. Yeah, and we've yeah. not heard from him since because he's a worm. Gutless coward. He's a slug. He's a fucking slug. Yeah. I've just got, I'm just going to dine off that. You have to let me dine off these things for a couple of years, all right? Okay. Yeah, um, but yeah, fun. it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, I'll see you. I'll see you boys again for Star Wars in a couple of days. So um, ah, yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> um, okay and as uh, you know I, I usually say that we'll be watching The Watchmen because you know we, we would but now we won't unless we you know watch it again mm-hmm. but I'll just take another line and say um, nothing ever really ends does it uh, see you later guys see ya <laughs> <laughs>